Hi, and welcome to Unfailing Love with Kim. I talked to you last week that we're going to do things just a little bit different in order. So right now, though, if you have not gotten your coffee yet, put me on pause, go grab a cup and meet me on the couch, and we will talk about my scripture for the week. Hi, and welcome back. I am going to share the scripture passage that I've chosen for this week. And I hope that you can see as we read this, how this, um, this passage really is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about loving like Christ and loving each other, whether it be spouses, loving each other, whether it be family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, that we're all to love as Christ loves. So this is my scripture passage. It's in 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. That was 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Now, some people might look at that and go, I know what love is. I may not know God, but I know what love is. You know what the world's love is. Until you know God, until you build that relationship with him, you do not know what true, unconditional love is, which is God's love. So I encourage you, if you have not read scriptures, if you are not sought after getting to know God or inviting him into your into your heart, then I would recommend that you do that. And if you need help with that, please contact me. I'll have my, all of my contact information at the end of the episode. Contact me and I would happy to, to help you through that. So let's get on with what we're talking about today, which is friendship. Pull my scriptures up, sorry. Um, we're talking about friendship and we're talking about friendship on different levels. But definitely with regards to marriage, they may be friendships outside the marriage, but how they affect the marriage. But we're going to start with you and your spouse. Hopefully you guys still have some level of friendship. Although I know if your relationship has gone really bad and it's been that way for a long time, that might not be the case. I was not feeling any friendship with my husband when we were at our worst. That's true. But whether you are good friends, barely friends, or no friendship exists, today is a day you can begin to rebuild your friendship. And you start that by building your relationship through love. And not just through saying I love you, but through love sacrificially and loving regardless. That's my, that's my catchphrase, love regardless, regardless of how you feel, what you think, what's been done to you, what he thinks, what he says, what he does, regardless of any of it, you are called to love. And if you want to get back to a, a good, solid marital relationship, friendship is a good place to start. But it all starts with love, God's kind of love. And if you sit back and wait for him to do it or her to do it, it'll never happen. You have to be the one that says, I am going to do everything I can to show my spouse I love them and to rebuild this relationship. So with that, we're gonna move on to 
how family can sometimes get overly involved in your marriage thinking they're doing it out of family love friendship love um, but you need to set boundaries there if you have a mom who speaks poorly of your spouse you need to set up some borders and say mm, mm -mm, that's not happening sorry mom he is my husband and I will love him with everything I have and that means I'm not going to listen to people tear him down. And what you want to do right there is start to build him up. Even though he may not hear it, build him up in your mom's eyes, in your dad's eyes, in your brother or sister's eyes. Right towards the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 said, says, That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. You need to turn to your spouse, not to your mom or your dad or your siblings. You have been made one flesh. You have been told to leave and cleave from your parents. And you need to be serious about that. You need to set those boundaries. And I'm going to talk about couple to couple friendships. So maybe after you got married you met this other couple and now you're friends and you hang out together and i think that is wonderful as long as it is a friendship that encourages you as a couple that is like a mentor to you maybe they're a little bit older and they've been through some things and and they can be a a godly mentor for you and your relationship you do not want couple friends who the couples come together in somebody's house for a barbecue and the two guys go off and the two women go off and the women talk poorly about their men and the men talk poorly about their women and really they just wanted somebody to talk to you. No, that's not an excuse. You don't tear down your spouse to other people and you don't allow other people to tear down your spouse or their spouse to you. That is just not something that's going to be helpful or uplifting in any way. Now, the exception to that is if there is abuse, like somebody's beating on their wife. Yes, wife, you need to reach out to anybody you can to get help in that situation. So the question is, do they encourage you, this other couple, do they encourage you like Christian mentors or are they toxic for your marriage? And you know what that's like. You know what that looks like when you have those get-togethers. You know whether or not it is toxic. I'm going to read to you out of James chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. It says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor or your friends or your spouse, right? Who are you to, to judge in that way? So we're going to move on to a touchy subject. If you had wives, if you had a friend who's male coming into the marriage, men, if you have a female who's friends with you coming into the marriage 
I'm going to say warning, big, fat, all caps, warning. That is not a great way to have a friendship outside of your marriage. Now, if that person is, you only see them with your spouse, then you still need to be careful, but that at least is, is safer. But if, man, if you go out and you hang out with a friend from college, say a girlfriend from college, not girlfriend, but a friend who's a girl from college, maybe a previous girlfriend, you are tempting fate. You are putting temptation in front of you, you because your wife isn't there. Same goes for the wife. If you're out with a male friend, you're putting temptation in front of your eyes, in front of you. And that is the worst thing you can do in a marriage is tempt yourself with someone of the opposite sex who is not your spouse. Um, Luke twenty-two forty says, and when he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Now this does not say pray and go ahead and go out with this person. You need to guard yourself. And that means that you are never alone with someone of the opposite sex. That's not, I mean, if you have to for work, that's one thing, but not for social gatherings. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So he's going to give you a way to escape if you go into those temptation places. But usually if you go into those temptation places, you kind of turn down the volume on the God radio. So rather than tempting that, don't. Don't be alone with them. My husband and I actually have a, a, a rule in our home that I will not have a male over when it's just me and he will not have a female over if it's just him. And that is not because we don't trust each other, but we also know that anybody can be tempted. But we also want it, those looking at our home, at our lives, that there is no question that we are committed fully to each other and to God and appearances can just destroy. So that's not something that we, um, we entertain. Now, when we talked about opposite sex friends, you can also have some problems with same sex friends, especially if they don't like your spouse. Sometimes that's because they felt, feel like they're um, losing their friend to this other person. And sometimes they just, for whatever reason, never liked your spouse. Well, what do you think is going to happen if the two of you go out to lunch and you say something about your husband? What do you think that conversation is going to look like? It certainly is not going to be, oh yeah, your husband, he's the greatest, right? Man, I don't even know why you married him. And the guy is going to be, seriously, I don't even know why you got married at all, but especially to her. That's not a building up. That's a tearing down. And you need to, in every friendship you have, first and foremost, you need to be edifying and encouraging your spouse 
to them directly and to others. And to others, to him, I'm sorry, to others in front of him. That is, men love that. They may not say so, but they love that. So no matter whether it's same sex, opposite sex, somebody who just doesn't like your spouse, couples where you split apart and just complain, you have to be very careful what you're allowing those out those outside of your marriage to speak into your marriage and into your life. If they are not speaking good of your spouse and your marriage, that's not a good place to be. And it's certainly not how you're going to rebuild your relationship with your spouse. And even if you don't think that's what you want, trust me, being on the other side, it is what you want. Absolutely. Another thing that I would recommend you do is limit the time you spend away from your, your spouse. Working kids already take up a huge chunk of your time. If you don't spend time together, how are you going to strengthen or completely rebuild your relationship? You have to have time together. So stopping by the bar on the way home, even if you're just having one drink, that's time away from your spouse. So spend time with your spouse. It's so important that you work daily to very, to a very deep relationship with God and your spouse, not a surface relationship. You need to go deeper. And that means studying the word together would be great. I'm telling you, my husband and I are going through a, a devotion and it's, it's really helping bring us together and together with God. We're he's gone a lot because he's a truck driver but when he's home we pray together when he's on the road we pray over the phone together so we we find ways to do that we find ways to encourage each other we find ways to build each other up and i know that you've heard me talk unless this is your first time here you've heard me talk about um love languages which there's a book the five love languages that will help you understand what your spouse's love language is. When you go deeper, you want to make sure and go deeper into what brings out that positiveness in your spouse. So if you're loving them only through your love language, then that's not really building that. Make sure that when especially if you're rebuilding a relationship. If your spouse likes to play a video game, I'm going to use that as an example because my husband likes to play one on the computer. Try and be a part of that. Try and join him on that. Men, if your wife likes to watch Hallmark movies, sit down with her once in a while and watch one. Hold her hand. Laugh and talk at the commercials. And I'm using those two examples because that is what we have tried to do. Now, I'll tell you, I tried this whole computer game that he plays and I didn't get it. It was so far over my head. And I know if I took a lot of time to work on it and try and figure it out, I probably would. I'm not sure that's the area that I need to make sure and spend with him. Maybe it is and maybe I'll try again. But definitely try. If it's something you're not picking up on and is 
more frustrating than helpful, then that might be a time to step back from it. My wonderful husband, who does not like to watch TV, movies, anything, he will come out and just randomly sit down with me and watch a Hallmark movie with me, even if it's Christmas in July, <laughs> which, you know, I, I never used to watch Christmas in July, but now that I'm home all the time because of COVID, it's on, I'm watching it. And he comes and joins me and it's not his thing, but it's funny because usually about, I don't know, three fourths in, it looks like the couple's not going to get together. Right. And so on the, uh, commercials around that time, I'm like, man, I just don't think they're going to, it's going to work for him. And he's like, yeah, it never works on Hallmark movies. <laughs> We're just joking with, with each other. And that is something that you need to do as well. You need to joke with your spouse. You joke with your friends. You laugh with your friends. Your spouse should be your best friend. Go for walks together. Go get ice cream together. Go do something that's just fun and light and doesn't take a lot of deep, deep thought. Now you're going to have the deep stuff that you need to work on. Absolutely. But within that deep stuff, if that's all we do, we feel like we're not making headway. But if we lighten it up sometimes and just enjoy each other's company, laugh and walk holding hands or go get ice cream and share it, you know, something fun like you used to do when you were younger. And it's a great starting point, even if it's just one hour a week. If you could start out devoting three hours a week to the deep stuff, and that includes doing a, a devotion together, reading your Bible together, praying together, those kinds of things, and talking together. I gave you guys a challenge last week, and I hope you've been talking about it as you go forward. And then one hour a week for the light stuff. That's at a minimum. You guys can do more than that. But that's at a minimum. That's four hours a week. I think most people could carve out four hours a week for that. And the other part of friendship that is so cool, and it's, it's friendship in that marriage, and it's the friends that you bring into your home, your kids are watching you. Your kids are watching and they're listening. If you think when you're fighting, your kids don't hear you, oh my goodness, you are wrong. My husband and I used to go down in the basement because that's where our bedroom was, and that's where we'd have our fights. And as soon as we got down the stairs, I didn't know this at the time, but my two kids would go, we had a laundry chute where you lifted up this little door and it had a chute where you could drop the dirty clothes right down into the laundry room. Well, that was right off of our bedroom. So as soon as we got downstairs, they went to the laundry room, the laundry chute and opened it up and listened to our fight. So what were we teaching them then? Not much good, but they were also watching and listening as we turned the ship around. So they got to see both. If you are in a place where you are not as bad as what we were, hopefully your kids won't see and hear the fights and yelling and screaming and door slamming, etc. that happened in our home. But if they do, then you need to fight for this marriage and you need to fight to stay together and you need to fight to be happy together so that you can show them the other side. 
So know that you are teaching. Psalm 78.5 says, He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children. Titus 2.1-4 says, But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderous or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children. So if we are loving our spouse, our children are learning from that and they're learning how to, how to create a good marriage. So that is pretty much it for today. That was, um, this is one I've wanted to do. I've touched on friendships and how they affect marriage. And I just wanted to do one that was strictly on that. So I hope you've enjoyed today. I did say I would leave um, contact information for you if you want to know more about giving your, your life to Christ and inviting him into your heart. And I'm happy to share that with anybody. And also if you have questions or concerns or anything else like that that you want to reach me you can reach me at, at unfailinglovewithkim at gmail.com or you can reach me on facebook at unfailinglovewithkim and you can also leave me a voicemail on the anchor app or if you're on anchor website which is anchor.f is in family m is in marriage forward slash unfailinglovewithkim you can leave a message for me a voice message and I would love to hear from all of you about how it's going. Last week, I gave you a strong challenge, and it's a tough one. The first challenge I gave you some time ago, and that's to not say negative things to your spouse. Don't engage in just arguments for the sake of arguments. Don't say negative things and put them down. So then I asked you to ask your spouse, what is it about me that you would like to see changed? Things that frustrate you, upset you, make you feel bad, whatever those things are, and you were to sit quietly and listen, take notes if you want to, to every one of those things. And then ask your spouse to pray with you because it's gonna be hard, but you wanna try to do all of these things. So if you haven't started, this week I want you to start, and I don't know if this was on your spouse's list, but every day, I want you, when you see your spouse, to praise him, to give him some encouragement, to talk about why you love him, that he's important to you, that you love that he's a provider, that you love that he's a hard worker, that you love that he takes care of your family, whatever it is. I want you to find something to lift him up with every single day this week. That's your new challenge. With that, if you haven't started already doing the things that he or she asked you, take one thing and start working on it today. Work on it for the week. I may even have you work on it for two weeks because these are sometimes really hard. So those are your challenges this week. So I am going to go ahead and pray us out of here. Again, questions, comments, asking for help to invite 
Christ into your heart and to give your life to him. Any of those things, please reach me at those um, connections that I gave you just a couple of minutes ago. So Lord, I just want to come before you and just worship you and praise you that you are our God. And that although there's so much going on in this world right now that we're uncertain about, you're not uncertain because you know what's coming. You see the entire picture. There is no beginning. There is no end. Not in your world, Lord. And so as we, some of us are, are struggling maybe with finances or with health or whatever it may be, that you would just be with us and remind us that you're in the boat with us and whatever storms may come you're in the boat with us and lord i just ask you to wrap your loving arms around all of the married couples out there or couples who are thinking about getting married or engaged just wrap your arms around them and, and just give them strength and peace and that love that is your love lord that unfailing love that love that would pursue until the ends of the earth. Lord, I also ask you to give these couples some grace. As they go through this, frustrations may come about, but I just ask for your grace to set upon each and every relationship. I thank you, Lord, that you have put this podcast on my heart and that you allow me to be a part of it. And I ask you to continue to work through it and to help people rebuild their marriages or make their marriage stronger if it's still good. I ask you, Lord God, to be with each and every person who listens and that you would lead and guide them. And I just thank you so much that you are our God, that you are our rock, you are our anchor, you're everything that we need. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week.